Welcome to our episode of Run the Point. I'm your host, Justin Rivera, and I'm here with my co-host. What's up, guys? My name is Nick. And today, we're going to be talking about our childhood stories regarding basketball. We'll be talking about how we got into basketball, our interests into, into the game, and like any childhood stories that we have. So, you know, let's get started, guys. So, now, so tell me, tell me, Nick. How did you get into um, playing basketball or getting into the sport of watching basketball? Um, uh, it, it's funny because I, I didn't start like I wasn't really interested until I was probably in grade five. So I was oh, what, like 10. 10? Yeah, I was around the same age too. Yeah, yeah I was 10. Um, I had moved from from an area in Toronto called Flemington Park. So it's like the Don Mills and Eglinton area, I guess. So from Don Mills and Eglinton, I moved from there to where I live right now, which is North Borderline Scarborough Markham. But I live on the Scarborough side, so Markham and Steeles. And uh, I went to a school called St. Bede. Um, it's, in, it's in Malvern. So predominantly, um, the sport that was played was was basketball. I didn't know about basketball at all. I liked oh. shoes. I liked shoes. I mean, I didn't. I knew about basketball. I never played it. I wasn't ever good at it. Like, but I liked shoes. I like. So what I did was I, I just learned how to play basketball. I, I started watching the Raptors. I started watching whoever was in the playoffs because around that time we would. You know, we you play basketball outside, and um, at the time, maybe around 2006, June, May, June, that's when the Heat were in the playoffs, like Shaq, Shaq Wade, Miami Heat. So, um, I I fell in love with 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 basketball through through Dwayne Wade and Shaq. So um, that team with Antoine Walker, um, Jason Williams, I think James Posey was on that team. Um, it, was, it was a weird team. It was a weird team, but I liked the team. I liked Dwayne Wade, so I bought his shoes. I, I copied his, well, I didn't copy his moves, but I was like a little 4'10", four foot 10 uh chubby kid but yeah. um yeah i watched i watched a lot of basketball and i ended up that summer watching a t- like youtube just came out like oh yeah being popular too so people were uploading like mixtapes of larry bird and all these things and i just got nba tv so i fell in love with the game oh. like right then and there and um I, I'm a big stat nerd too, so I like seeing stats and like seeing people put up points and stuff. So I did a lot of research, and then through the years, I played in um, SBA House League. So I played a lot of House League uh, up until grade eight, nine, where I played for a, Filip- a Filipino team called Angels. It was based out of North York. So 
I barely went to practice, but I ended up playing a few tournaments. Uh, we weren't a we weren't a great team. We were a very talented team, but very individually talented, and we never worked together for a very long time. We were probably together for like a year. So after playing with them, um, I ended up playing with Gladiators, a team that we coach right now. Um, I ended up playing with Gladiators in, in my grade ten year, and I was the leading scorer on that team for a bit and then I stopped going to practice because of travel issues practices were in Whitby I lived in Scarborough so it was really really far um and yeah like it, it was just a tough it was a tough um it was a tough season for me because I started really hot and I, I, I died down near the end I didn't end up getting MVP which is which pissed me off but I I I couldn't play rap anymore. I couldn't play OBA. It was just too expensive and very far. So I went back to playing house league for a bit. And then um, after, so that was all of high school. And then after high school, I got into coaching. I, I coached in Mumba house league for four years. Uh, I won a championship in my very last year. I, uh, what else? Um, what did we do? Then I moved back to Gladiators and coached there. And we've been coaching there for about four years also. Uh, won two championships. Um, our last season was cut short because of COVID. But that's pretty much my story about basketball, you know, like, um, the ins and outs of basketball. I've been, I've been through probably the weirdest path to being a coach but hey i'm i'm like the person who takes the most unconventional route to get there so yeah, yeah. you know yeah just in like people yeah yeah this i'm just saying most people when they, they they're they the ones that who when they when they take the most most path they're there you you see the typical path would be a typical like you know they play ball and then they become like a rising star and then they become like one of the best in their team and then eventually lead, lead win championships and everything. But, you know, for me, like I, I how I got into into like um, basketball was just when I was in I was around, like I said, I was around your age too, like uh, grade 10, uh, grade 10 years old, grade five. I remember like I had a friend who, who I used to who I used to live with. So like we went to a school in Parkdale called Holy Family. Like he kind of got me into the game. Like, you know, that's how he, I, he introduced me to like Vince Carter. And then it was around the 05, but I think I saw, I saw my first final series against like the Pistons and the Spurs. And like, even though the Pistons lost, I really liked the way like they played. That's how like, I really liked like the defensive mindset and the toughness that they had too. And like, like during that year, that was like one of my most favorite uh, times when I was watching it. Though, so, so, but I also fell in love with like watching Allen Iverson. Like, I just really liked his like his swagger, the way he'd enter the court. You know, like his style as well too. Like how he make a fashion statement. Though, like I remember like one time against against the Raptors, like. The guy was, they were killing the Raptors. And then like, I think he, even though he dropped 18 points, he was just chilling. And then mm -hmm. like the way he was just chilling on the bench, he, this guy just 
you know, just get randomly gives his fans some shoes and next thing you know, he just walks barefoot. So I'm like, wow, that's, <laughs> yeah. And then the next thing you know, he got traded to Denver uh, with, with Melo, though. So um, I would say, uh, and then, and then I also like grew up as, as well to watch in like the Boston Celtics in 08 when the big three formed with Ray Allen and Garnett and Pierce. Like I really like like from the, from the start like they were determined to win it all. That's that's why I liked their hustle and determination, though. But I don't know. But in terms of me playing basketball, like the only time is like they had like this program when I was in Holy Family called Raptor Ball. So that was the only time I could I could play because like growing up like my parents like it was too expensive for my parents to sign me up into that. So like all in all like you know I was mostly keen into watching everything like that I need to know about basketball and then even eventually when I got into like grade nine I also started to watch like the college NCAA atmosphere so that's what really like you know like the fan base and everything so that's what really turned me and then like you know once uh first year around came around I started coaching with you um with Mumba Mumba as well too like only did for one season and a second second year I uh, was a bit uh, busy there and then it wasn't until after that I came into the second year of your of when you started coaching gladiators and then that's that was when we won our championship though but all in all like you know I grew up like you know just wanting to know more about the game know more about like the players and like you know how how like how just like seeing it as like you know as a as a means of like you know having fun watching it chilling also but like you know i think personally like it's the sometimes it's like do you ever feel like you have like any nostalgic moments like when you're watching basketball like can you think of any like nostalgic moments like think of like one thing that you bring yeah. back to the past um I have a lot of memories, man. I have a lot of game memories. Um, even though I played House League, House League was very competitive back in uh, back when I used to play. So we had a lot of crazy teams in House League that could have played rep. That could, and you know, like as funny as it is, and we're playing we're playing men's league now, right? Like oh yeah. Like when we play men's league now, it's the same teams. It's the same people playing playing men's league that used to play house league it's not the oba guys playing playing men's league it's the it's the house league guys who are very competitive so um i don't i don't really know like i i guess like one very distinct memory i can get from from my playing days is um my first my one only year playing for gladiators oba it was our second to last game against i think it was like south wellington celtics or something like that right so it was it was a bad team like the dude we, we were playing against this team and the guy wasn't even wearing ball shoes like that's how bad they like that that's that's how i know they were bad i'm like the guy's wearing like nike freeze or something like that on the court they were clean yeah don't get me wrong they're grippy yeah but they they were not ball shoes so I remember the first half I caught fire. It was the first half, like I brought down the ball. Um, there's no shot. I think, I don't know if there was a shot clock, but this, at this time, I don't remember if there's a shot clock, but I used to run pick and roll like no tomorrow. Like I was, I pick and roll and I made sure like my bigs were, were being fed. But back then, 
uh, back in that game, I think I, I, I ran pick and roll for the first play coming down the court. And I pulled a three because they sagged. Oh, they dropped yeah. behind the screen. So I said, I pulled, the, I, I, I told myself I'm going to pull it. So I pulled the three. Um, my coach, Tito Ron, was like, Nick, what are you doing? And then I made it. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. So from then on, I knew shit. Like, I, I'm I'm going off this game. So they, the second, I think, like, the next few possessions, what I would do is I'd pull a couple more times. I'd make it. So, like, now I'm at, like, nine points. And then they play up on me. I'd bounce past. So I think I, I was going crazy that game. Mind you, this is a team wearing, like, Nike Freeze, Nike Dunks. Like, these guys were not – they were hoopers, but they didn't have the – you know, they didn't have the kicks for hooping. So, so I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Like I'm, I'm going off second half comes, I'm driving, I'm making my layups and ones. Like it was, it was my best game in, in OBA, like hands down. I was, I was all over the floor. I, I probably had like maybe five or six assists because I was going off. Like I had majority of the points and majority of the rebounds and, and majority of the assists like were, I was responsible of. So I think at the end of the game, I, I my dad told me you had 35 points. At five, 35 points, like six assists and like eight rebounds, something like that. I'm like, oh shit, like I was amped. Cause I was, I went off. Like I genuinely went off that game and that was our only win. And I got to, you know, I got to, we got to, I won. We won because I literally took over the game, and I'm like, shit, like, dang, what a great game! I look at the score sheet, and my teammate had the number, uh, I think, 19 or 29, and I was wearing number nine that season. So, bad scorekeepers. Guess what happened? Well, yeah, they, they, they keep trying. They recorded it. They recorded it. They recorded half of my points to the next guy. Oh, so, the, so then the other guy, the other guy on my team, the other guy on my team had my half of my points. So I look at my end of the season stat sheet and that game, I'm looking for that game. I looked at that game. I'm like, bro, how did I have 17 points? <laughs> it went 15. He, mind you, he didn't play a minute. He didn't yeah, play a he minute. Never played that, <laughs> he didn't play a minute in that game. Right, I played like majority of that game. I, I, oh my gosh, my my health, my like, my grade ten body was eating forty nuggets and like large fries and an oh. ST, and I can I can play yeah. that whole game and still have stamina. So, yeah, I went off. I went off, and I remember it was like 32, 35 points, like eight assists and five rebounds, some some shit like that. Like it was, it was an absurd stat line that I I never pr- would. I probably would never achieve again and I was like robbed on the stat sheet oh, so that's my. that's that's one of my like most memorable stories and I remember like the follow-up game we played Niagara and this guy he was like six two six three he's he guarded me and I hit three threes in the first quarter oh, <laughs> on the same side yeah, I, and I was like, I'm like, dude, am I still like on fire or what? Like, we didn't win that game because their point guard was six one, and I was a small forward point guard on my team, and I'm like, what five eight? 
Like I'm like yeah. currently like I'm I'm like probably like five seven five eight and I'm like bro like what like how so yeah we lost yeah. that game by like five but yeah it was that that season I remember that season because I had games where like I played well and Titoron would just take me off the floor. Wow. Like, yeah. So I mean it is what it is, but you know. What can you do? Yeah. But yeah, that's that's one of my stories. <laughs> yeah, like oh, like I think for me, like I remember one time, like you know, you remember, like I remember watching the Raptors versus you know, you know that game where Vince Carter may hit hit that game winning three with like against the Raptors with zero with point one second. So it was like Jason Kidd was bringing the ball up the timeline, and then he just did a dribble handoff to Vince Carter, and then Vince Carter was just like. Like drain, like hit up a three, and then it went in. It, it kind of like hit the rim, and it went in like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, and there was like one time that was like I was remember I was with like my my dad and yeah. my brother. We were like watching when we lived in our apartment there. Like we were like, uh, we we saw that game when once that shot goes in, it was like 104, 102. So let's 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 fast forward, go back before that time. Like Alderon was in the free throw, was into the free throw foul line. He, I think he was supposed to make like like two shots. So it was 103, 102. 102 at the time. Yeah. Colorado makes the first the first free throw lot, the free throw. And then the second time he missed, I'm like, oh shit, we should have made both of them. And then the next thing you know, he brings the ball up the timeline. And then Vince Carter shoots it and it's like, oh man, that's when I hate. And especially like, you know, and Morris Peterson, you know, remember how remember that game where Morris Peterson he got ejected? Just because Vince Carter was like yeah. you know, slapping yeah. him. Like it was all from I remember that. Like, at that point. At that I point that. I was like Yo, fuck, like, man, I, I don't know. I hate Vince Carter now. Like, oh, and then next thing you know, when the Raptors may first play the playoffs against the Nets, I'm like, damn, I don't want, I don't want them to meet New Jersey because it was that time like they had the seventh seed and the Wizards had the sixth seed. So then, so then like I was like, yo, please, please, man, like they they matched up favorably against Washington in the regular season, so I wanted them to play Washington. And next thing you know, for some reason, Vince Carter just takes the sixth seed, and then Vince Carter, and then, and then next thing you know, I'm like, fuck, yo, they're gonna play. And honestly speaking, like, yo, Vince Carter, like, he single-handedly, like, I hate to say it, but he booted the Raptors that series. And then, oh, and then game six, man. Like, I, are I you, actually Are you sure? Of- are you sure he booted the Raptors? Because here's, here, here's a hot take. Uh-huh, if Calderon yeah. didn't turn the ball over mm-hmm. in game six, yeah. that was game six, right? In New Jersey? Yeah, that was... Yeah, it was game six. Because yeah. the Raptors have home court advantage, right? So if, yeah. if if Calderon didn't turn the ball over on that pass to Chris Bosch and he actually got that pass through. Because Chris Bosch had a matchup with, with Mikey Moore in the paint, right? And he was Yeah, deep. yeah I remember that. So he was on the block and like Calderon passed it to him and I'm like, yo, game set Game set Oh, <laughs> Hot take, oh. hot take, the Raptors probably would have made it really far that season because Yo. because all it took was a steal. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, yo, I don't think I don't think uh, Vince Carter ever fooded the Raptors in the playoffs unless unless we can watch that that series back. But I'm going to say this now. Yo, Vince Carter did not fool us. Oh, like Vince Carter fooded us. He fooded us in like regular season games, and I can say that for a fact because there's times where he got that. Remember that reverse dunk? 
to win the game. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. There, there's yeah. that. He had a game winning three. That the game winning three was his first time back in Toronto, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and then he jumped, he jumped, and Jason Kidd got on his shoulder and stuff, and like, like, like that was that. That's what happened, right? That that's the one you're talking about. But the yeah, next yeah. one, the next one was like. Bargnani was guarding the inbound. Jason Kidd was passing the ball, and then it was a backdoor cut. Boom! Vince Carter, alley oop dunk, and then that was game. Reverse. Yeah, on, on a reverse. But the thing about Vince is that he's just like he's portrayed as a villain because he's on the other team. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's that's my hot. That's my hot take. Like. He wouldn't be a vi- he wouldn't be a villain if he was if he if he was on the Raptors still and then at the end of the season he got traded. He got traded, yeah. Like at yeah, the yeah. end of the season, not in the beginning. Like the, at the at the end of, at the end of the season. You know what I mean? But didn't and he get it, traded in the middle? I swear. Yeah, he got traded in the middle. Yeah, and like Alonzo Mourning didn't report. You know. Oh yeah, a yeah. bunch of Williams guys, like a ton of Williams, like the whole Williams family came over to the Raptors for some reason. Like Eric Williams, Aaron Williams, <laughs> like Maureen Williams, came yeah. to, like like everyone, bro. Like everyone came, but like yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it, it was it was crazy. It was crazy, and I remember that stuff. Yeah, like, that was like the most painful, and then. And then I remember, like in grade nine, we were, we were, that that year where we were so close into making the playoffs, we had we had the fourth seed at one point. Like you know, Chris Bosh was playing nice. You know, I, I remember Jared Jack was on that squad. You know, but I mean, what hat like, bro? And then sooner or later, like the Raptors after All Star break, they slowly but surely start to regress. And then Chris yeah. Bosh had that hand injury, and like yeah. bro, we just couldn't like. The, the the thing about yeah, like, the thing about that year, so that was like 09, 2010, right? Yeah. So the Raptors had a terrible team. If I can pull up, okay, let me just quickly pull up. Um, if my internet won't lag here, but let, let me let me pull up the Raptors roster. Right. So that that roster was. Terrible. I think Jamario Moon was our starting small forward. Jamario Moon. <laughs> oh, I think. Man. I think. I don't. I don't remember for a yeah. fact. But oh, like we had Roko Ukic, bro. Oh, okay, yeah. Roko. You know, you know Roko Ukic. Okay. You know how he dribbles like it's yeah. very close to, to carrying the ball. But he's a great player. Yeah. Six-five point guard. Jay Triano was Six, our. Five, yeah. Was our. Was our. Uh, the coach. Okay, so we had Bargnani. We had Bellinelli. Yeah, yeah, I remember the season. We had we had yeah. Hito and okay, so this is this is our starting Oh this is our starting lineup. Yeah. This is this is why why we suck. We had uh who's our who's our point guard? I think it was Jared Jack or Calderon. Depends on who was healthy. Yeah. DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Chris Bosch yeah. and Andrea Bargnani. That was Andrea, our starting Andrea, lineup. Andrea had, running the five. Bro, yeah. we had we also had Marco Bellinelli, Marcus Banks, Jared Jack, Amir Johnson, Pops Mensa Bonsu, 
Pops missed the box. Sunny beans. Antoine Wright was also our starting. No, DeMar DeRozan was not. Wasn't. Oh yeah, he was. Antoine Wright yeah. was also one of our starting uh, shooting guards at one point in the season. It was not a good. It was not a good post. I'll tell you that. Like yo, no. signing, signing Hito Turkoglu. Right, we Bro. signed Hito Turk. Dog, we signed Hito Turkoglu, and then I remember like he had he had turned the deal down from from Portland. And I'm like, bro, we're gonna sign Hito Turkoglu. And then I, I, I found out the only reason why he liked it here was because of the large Turkish population in Toronto. <laughs> I'm like, that is that's, so BS. Like, are you kidding me? It's like that that's like saying me. that's like saying, yo, I'm gonna go to LA. I'm gonna sign with LA because there's a large Filipino population, not because of the team. <laughs> like, what the? F- <laughs> bro, what does that matter? What does that matter, no, man? Yeah, why? I'm gonna go to California playing. because there's a large Filipino population. Like, what is it? What, what? Like, he legitimately said, I remember that because he said that. Like, he, he straight up said that. And I'm like, bruh, bro. Yo, and, the, and he, they signed him for like, I think 50 million at the time. So I was like, that's a bit too much there. And then he'd only be there for, for like one year and then he'd get they traded signed, for. They signed him heavy, bro. They signed him for, it wasn't a yeah. fat, fat contract, but but it was like, let me see. Like he paid, he overpaid, like, a bit overpaid. Oh, Colangelo, yeah. this is Colangelo's like, like move. Like he, he, he loved this move. Like, like Colangelo made some bad. <laughs> like he was moves. endorsing it. <laughs> Colangelo made some bad deals, bro. Like, like yeah, play like it's play like yo. We're gonna change the direction, change the call. Like, oh my. <laughs> like Colangelo made some terrible deals. Like, like, oh my god, I think he. And the reason why is because he tried. He's really trying to save his job, you know. Like he made the playoffs what yeah. twice. And twice, I'm like, yeah. dog, nah, bro. Like this team is not meant for the playoffs, man. Like. I was pissed. I was like, I remember it. I remember like thinking to myself, I'm like, when is, when is Hiro Turkoglu going to turn up? Like, when is he going to drop mad buckets? So Hiro Turkoglu was doing nine mil, nine mil that year. At the time that was a like near max contract because Chris Bosch was running near max contract. Yeah. The next person after Hiro was, was Jose. Oh yeah, yeah. At eight mil, <laughs> dog. Eight that's mil. A, at the... That's a that's a rookie contract now, because of inflation. That's a <laughs> yeah. That, that, well, yeah. because due to inflation, Jose Calderon's contract is like a rookie contract, like current that contract for that year, like what eleven years at 12, 12 years after. Mm-hmm. Anyone can get that contract, bro. Like mm-hmm. Norman Powell has that contract, and he's doo doo. I mean, like, no, Nothing. he's earning. Norman Powell has Chris Bosch's current contract, like 09 contract. 09, yeah, like 15 or 15, 15 or something like that. 15 mil, 15 mil, and and like, Siakam earns double that. Yeah. Kyle Lowry earns double yeah. that. Like, Demar Derozan was earning two mil as his rookie contract. The rookie contract now is like four mil. Know, like around the, that's it's like the standard now like you know let's get paid more but you know that's the standard is like 10 more. mil 
10 as crazy as it, as it sounds like you're a role you're a decent role player like you put up 10 points five assists five rebounds like that's a good player right that's, there that's a good player though like that's know, that's 10 million dollars <laughs> 10 million dollars like you know at the end of the day like as long as i have fa- a family to feed you know just if i'm making that much then i wouldn't mind sitting in the bench just no, gotta come always- in come to practice and if I'm sitting on the bench and I'm earning three mil, bro, I'm living life. Living I might, life, right? I man. might, I might like, I might play for another like four years. If they, like, let's say they sign me to a $20 million contract, five year, five year span. So that means I'm earning what, four mil a year, right? Mm-hmm. If they sign me to that contract, right? And I, um, and like my, and I don't play a minute, my, I'm gonna invest in some crazy. I'm gonna invest. I'm just gonna do all this shit, like do some crazy shit with my money, and then like after all that, once I, I'm gonna retire after five years and and still make money, you know? <laughs> yeah, like you're just basically making money, not really doing much now, you know? <laughs> like if, if I can, think, if that can, if that can happen, like. If, if players back then thought the way that, you know, players do now, like, most of them have clothing lines, they all, like, rap, they make money somewhere else, right? Yeah. If most of them do that, then easy. Easy. Right they'd, they'd, be, they'd be so rich. But most of them don't do that. Like, so I, I'm pretty sure Marcus Banks is not doing shit. <laughs> like let's be real if, if marcus banks no. ever was doing something i don't know what the hell he's doing he's probably running like dude quincy doobie remember quincy doobie dog quincy see doobie. see see that's what i mean quincy doobie right uh-huh. he was like like a trade bait he was like a trade piece oh yeah. five thousand dollars on the rap on the raptors in 09 Pop Spencer Bonsu earned twenty uh two hundred fifty thousand, and then Sunny Weems is earning seven hundred thirty six thousand dollars on this whole nine Raptors. Oh no! Hold seven hundred thirty six thousand dollars. Yes, like it's not even in the millions. Yeah, like the vet men, the vet men right now is a million dollars, meaning a million. Who's who's on the Raptors? Absolutely eating space, like right now. I, I think Kyle Lowry. Eating space. Oh, uh, I don't know who. Like the who end eat. of the bench. Oh, like someone like uh, Utah Watanabe. Yeah, dude, he's earning a million bucks. A million. <laughs> <laughs> million bucks just like that (laughs) like straight up like that that dude signed uh they call it exhibit 10 i think or exhibit 5 or some shit like that yeah you have 10 days to exhibit what you're like what you're capable of it's a semi-guaranteed contract just under a million dollars just once they once they decide that's mind you that's like un, i think that's an unguaranteed number like half of it's guaranteed and then when they when they convert that into an nba contract that's like a million dollar contract multi yeah, like, multi-year well, multi-year though yeah 
but at the end but he, at the end of the day he still he still leaves with money regardless right are you saying even if you're unguaranteed no? if you're unguaranteed in the nba it just doesn't mean that it goes against your salary cap but yes you leave with money you freaking leave, leave with money, money. that's <laughs> i mean hey if you're hopping around from team to team you know like hey man. getting shit like that <laughs> dog if, if i mean do you, do you know the story about gilbert arenas so remember what happened to Gilbert Arenas? Remember when Gil signed that six-year, hundred and eleven million dollar contract? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. remember that? So yeah, I remember that. I remember that. That was the biggest contract back then, right? Hundred twelve. Yes, yes. <laughs> the year after he had re-upped with with, with the Wizards. Okay, so like he signed for even more money. This guy got traded so many times to the point where I think the last team that had him was Orlando, right? Yeah. And he had stepped away from the game, right? Dog, this guy was getting paid yeah. 20 mil for like, till like, till like last season. Like last. By Orlando. By Orlando. Oh my god. Bro, like, and then the next thing you know. It, it was it was bad, bro. Like okay, here we go. So Kyle Lowry's earning 30 mil this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. O'Shea Brissett, who was waived. Waived by the Raptors. Oh. oh, he got waived by the Raptors. 17, yeah, he got waived by the Raptors. 1.4 mil. 1.4 the smallest the smallest contract is 1.4 mil bro patrick mccaw hasn't played a game and he's earning four mil four million the man just won three chips in his first three seasons playing in the yeah, league. on the bench dog on the bench fam. on the bench on the bench <laughs> oh man so, i don't know man like henry henry ellison henry ellinson who was waived that's 1.5 mil right there. Like, 1.5. the minimum is a, like a mil, easily a mil. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is just as blessed too, man. It's bad. Man. It's just as blessed, dog. That that's beyond blessed, man. Like you are. I think Utah, Utah Watanabe, Utah Watanabe, and uh, the other dude that got that got uh drafted by us i think he's um they're both on two-way contracts so they're not against they're not being like they're after salary cap isn't getting hit but mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh that's that's, uh, bad. that's what's gonna that's it's bad though yeah yeah but it's not bad but it's it's great not it's, it's crazy it's crazy yeah Anyway, yeah. so you have any uh, any parting thoughts about about basketball, like future, you know, the future? Like honestly, like I think yeah. Based on like the whole thing, like I just think like in terms of like basketball, like how basketball is played, I notice that the game is becoming a lot faster. You know, people are becoming more of a three point shooter, yeah. and I just think personally because like. People like 
the game has become like like that because people it's they want to see more of offensive scoring in a sense because it's more more for entertainment mm-hmm. so, and it, it can help teams generate revenue because mm-hmm. you know more more people watch it you know from, from what i'm looking at mm-hmm. and i just think in the future i really think that sooner or later like teams like remember how houston they they had like six they, they played small i think that might be like the future of like basketball like like think about it like roy hibbert like like roy hibbert like back in the day like 09 2010 2012 like when he the guy like was an asset into the team now mm-hmm. someone like roy hibbert isn't really like you know yeah yeah they don't, they don't his game that. like the they don't need a post-up player like that no more, right? Post-up player like that no yeah. more. So, like, I just think it just shows that the game is constantly changing, constantly evolving. So, yeah. like, you just, yeah. every year, you have, as you know, obviously, you have to change up your your way, though. But yeah. in terms of the future, like, I think, I don't know how it's going to look like with coronavirus and everything, but, like, because of the coronavirus, like, everything there's so many like little implications like things especially like players are getting you know aren't unable to play because of covid like kevin durant is like not really playing because of the mm-hmm. protocols mm-hmm. and everything and i think and like take a look at um who else I think of another uh like i can't, I can't no I, can't, I can't think of anymore else though yeah. but i just that just shows that it's it's becoming it's really changing yeah in, in yeah. a way you yeah. know so, yeah like, like you think like, you, like you, basketball when when i used to play um like when out when we were in high school and stuff when when i used to play there was three-point shooting wasn't an asset like we never specifically yeah. used three-point shooting like you know if you're open you're shooting it but it's not like a you know, we're gonna shoot this shot and open up our offense. No, it was never like that. So, um, the game is that de- has definitely changed a lot more zone. Like, if I was a player right, right now in high school, I probably would fare better because I'm definitely more of a three point shooter. But uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely changed, and like the NBA game is really really fast. So. Like higher scoring games, of course, offensive rating is a lot higher. But you know, we'll get into that at some point. But in another, we'll talk about that in another future. Yeah, episode. yeah, in in another episode. But yeah, it was it was fun doing this for the first time. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, I hope everyone, I hope everyone liked the podcast. Um, don't be afraid to DM us or message us. Yeah. Um, message us. We are always looking for guests, especially since our first one. Since this is our first, first one, and yeah, this was yeah. fun, man. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening. Wow. See you guys soon next week. Peace. Peace. Deuces. <laughs>